This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello again and welcome to Smart TV, the Radio Times podcast where I give you a quick tour of the big TV over the week ahead. Uh, my name's David Butcher and as always I'll just be running through a bunch of shows to watch and one to miss. Uh, it's my personal take on what's out there but hopefully there should be something for everyone. I've got some very cool new drama, a couple of strong documentaries and if you're that way inclined some big sporting events Okay, so let's crack on. I'm going to start with the big drama. And sometimes the big new drama isn't necessarily the really good new drama. Uh, You get a lot of hype, there's all the fuss and so on, but the series itself ends up being a bit of a mixed bag. Mentioning no names, Essex Serpent. But from what I've seen, this one that I'm going to talk about really has, it all comes together. It's called The Midwich Cuckoos, and it starts on Skymax this coming Thursday, the 2nd of June. It is adapted from the 1950s John Wyndham novel, which people will know. Um, that was made into a wonderful black and white film called Village of the Damned, and then there were that was remade and there were sequels and so on. This version, uh, it stars... Keely Hawes and Max Beasley and some other very good people and they've had to update the story a bit the story it's about a little country town in the home counties where there's some kind of supernatural event all the electricity goes weird and people fall unconscious for a bit and then suddenly lots of people get pregnant Uh, I won't say what happens from there Uh, Maybe I've said too much already, I don't know. But that's the basic premise of the story. Um, I haven't seen the whole series, but I've been told good things. I've seen a couple of them. What I've seen 
works really nicely. It just hangs together. It's got some heart to it. There's emotion there, but it's also really quite scary. And it, it's just believable enough, crucially. Given that it's sci-fi, you want to feel that it's rooted in some kind of recognisable real world, and it does. Um, so that's that's good. To be honest, it's classy enough that it could be a Sky Atlantic show. Uh, it feels like, but it's not. It's on Sky Max, which is good. That means more people can see it. So that's next Thursday, nine o'clock. The Midwich Cuckoos. I very much recommend that. So that's my drama of the week. My favourite documentary this week is a very moving one. It's called Making Sense of Cancer with Hannah Fry on BBC Two. But as luck would have it, it's also next Thursday at 9pm at the same time as Midwich Cuckoos. So thank goodness for iPlayer, it, it, because it is, it's worth seeking out this. You'll know Hannah Fry. She's the mathematician who presents TV shows. She's on the radio. She's a brilliant broadcaster. And you may have read, at the start of last year, she was diagnosed with cervical cancer. And because she's very into numbers and data, she researched the hell out of it. That was her first instinct. And because she's a TV person, she got a TV crew in to follow her through what happened. Um, And she had a pretty serious treatment called a radical hysterectomy. But afterwards, she kind of wonders about the approach that we have to cancer care and how you weigh the balance of probabilities when you're deciding, say, whether to have chemotherapy. And she talks to people, and there's some fairly shocking statistics about that, that for many patients, most patients, chemotherapy will actually prove to have been unnecessary. But for a few, it will be crucial. The trouble is you don't know who's who, which ones are which, and you can't know at that when you're taking the decision. But a lot of those risks are... those that a lot of that balance of risks isn't really explained to people it's complicated so she looks at the numbers she talks about our attitudes to risk and also she shows her own story in some really powerful scenes you know she goes we see her going to appointments with doctors and getting bad news and getting good news it's incredibly emotionally honest and moving but also very very thought-provoking because i think most of us pretty much everybody probably knows somebody who has died of cancer or knows somebody who's going through cancer, who's gone through cancer, who's in remission. We're all connected to it somehow. And I think pretty much anybody will find this really powerful and interesting and potentially really useful. So that's Making Sense of Cancer with Hannah Fry. That's Thursday at 9pm on BBC Two. I mentioned sport and there are some big events in the weekend, so I'll just touch on them briefly. I'll run through them. They're all on pay TV, I'm afraid, or they'll be, you know, almost certainly screening at a pub near you. The biggest of all is, of course, the Champions League final. It's Liverpool against Real Madrid. That's on Saturday on BT Sport. Kicks off at eight o'clock. There's going to be drama to it. You just know it. With those two teams, it'll be extraordinary. It'll be memorable. The following day... The Championship playoff final, another massive game. I mean, arguably the most lucrative game there is in world football because of all the money that's involved in uh, being promoted to the the Premier League. Uh, That's Sky Sports, 4.30 on Sunday afternoon. It's Huddersfield Town against Nottingham Forest. One of those will be coming up into the Premier League. Again, high drama pretty much guaranteed. Then on Wednesday, there's a match that you just know is going to really resonate beyond football because it's Scotland against Ukraine in the World Cup qualifier playoffs semi-final. So the winners will face Wales for a place in the World Cup in Qatar in December. 
there's a lot at stake for Scotland, obviously, but who wants to be the team that stops Ukraine getting to the World Cup? Uh, so it's kind of brutal either way. That's on Sky Sports next Wednesday. Kickoff is 7.45pm. That could be fairly extraordinary. So lots of football this week, but also next week, Test Cricket. It's the start of the Test Series, England against New Zealand. Uh, there'll be It's a three-Test Series, so the three Test matches all in June, starting at Lords on Sky Sports, Thursday, 11am. And for that one, there are at least there are highlights on BBC Two every night at 7pm. Back to drama now. I kind of feel I've got to mention this. I can't sort of let it slip by. Stranger Things is back on Netflix. Season four has just landed today, Friday. If you care about Stranger Things, you already know that. You don't need me to tell you. The real news this time around, of course, is that it's kind of a supersized season, they're calling it. Seven episodes now, and then there's going to be another two on July the 1st. They're all over an hour long. One of them is two and a half hours. So it's more of a TV movie, that really. Lots of discussion about running times and whether being able to be really flexible with that, as you can on a streaming platform, is that better? Personally, I love a short show. I love, like, Hacks on Amazon Prime. Great show, half an hour long. Anyway, Stranger Things is back on Netflix. A very different show, although actually this is half-hour episodes, is called Once Upon a Time in London Grad. Episodes one and two on Sky Documentaries on Tuesday. It feels very timely. We were just talking about Ukraine and the war there has thrown a, a light on the Russian money sloshing around the economy of London. All the Russian emigres there and the home counties, not just the oligarchs and the billionaires, but all their hangers-on, the lawyers and the bankers and estate agents and the rest of it. Now, this series is its based on a BuzzFeed investigation uh, into the death of a property mogul. It was back in 2014. It was a guy called Scott Young who was laundering money for some fairly shady figures, including Russians, got out of his debt. His death looked like it was suicide. Uh, it was pretty horrific. He was impaled on the railings below his London penthouse. Did he jump from the window? Was he pushed? It's a grim story, but it's all part of a bigger picture, and it's a fairly sleazy bigger picture of a certain super-rich level of, of London high life that is not pretty, and they've really dug deeply into it. It's, a, it's an impressive piece of proper old-school investigative reporting and a real story of our times. So that's Once Upon a Time in London Grad uh, next Tuesday on Sky Documentaries. If that's a story of our times, uh, this is a story of very different times. Abigail's Party, they're repeating it on Wednesday on BBC Four. It's a landmark piece of television, Abigail's Party. It was a play. It was televised in 1977. You may have seen it before, you may not. I mean, there are things that look dated now and there. It's about a party. Well, it's about a dinner party. In fact, Abigail's party happens off screen. That's a different thing. But what we're seeing uh, is Abigail's mother and some of her friends at this fairly awful gathering. The point of it is it kind of mocks the suburban lower middle classes in maybe a, a fairly snobby kind of way. I mean, this was shown at the Hampstead Theatre originally as a play, and it's it's all about, you know, these people who are trying to be terribly cultured and refined, but actually we're slightly sneering at them. But it still packs a punch, 
and has these amazing performances, particularly famously it launched the career of Alison Steadman, and it was improvised originally, and then Mike Lee would go away and write it up. And that created a whole new sort of approach to, to this kind of storytelling. It is very cringe-making, obviously, that's part of the point of it. It's excruciating, but it still feels quite gutsy. Um, uh, so that's Abigail's Party on Wednesday, BBC Four. Now we come to my one to miss this week. And, I mean, look, I, I love Britain's Got Talent, in theory. Uh, it's, it's, it's good fun. It's got that big mad variety fun and games going on there's always great moments in it but this is the week where it all goes a bit nuts it's all week it's monday to friday there are the the live semi-finals every night on itv and there's five of them and each of them is two hours long that's so 10 hours of television 10 hours of your life and you're not you haven't even got to the final yet and as part of those 10 hours, there'll be a lot of advertising. There'll be about two and a half hours of advertising in that, I imagine. So I would say, you know, if you maybe dip in, but it's it's overkill. It's it's Britain's Got Talent. It's slightly past its prime anyway. It hasn't been the best series. Give it a miss. I would say instead, maybe watch Spring Watch over on BBC Two at the same time. That's on across the week as well and always lovely. That's it from me this week. Uh, I'll just mention that there's a lot of coverage of the Queen's Platinum Jubilee going on on television, also on radio. There's There are concerts, there's uh, some very good documentaries, actually, with sort of old footage of the Queen and so on, there's services, there's a lot of stuff. All the details of that are in Radio Times. You can buy the actual magazine in a shop. And because of the Jubilee next week, we'll all get a three-day week, then a long weekend, which is great. So enjoy that. Thanks very much for listening. My name's David Butcher. I'll speak to you again soon. Until then, cheerio and happy viewing. <laughs>